Sure. I thought maybe I can make this into a career. Okay. You know, if I put my mind to it and if I, you know, if I take enough time and be patient, I can. I can do it. <laughs> you had a, you had a period of anxiety. Yeah. Um, as so have I. I mean, I was digging deeper. Yeah. Uh, into an anxiety hole. And then I got a girlfriend. I didn't want to be the kind of boyfriend, you know, that didn't do anything. The more you do something, the more you'll get used to it. And it's not that scary. And we are live. Hi, Freddie. Hi, Santi. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is an absolute pleasure. Um, Likewise. I'm absolutely looking forward to this. Yes. Okay, Freddie, tell, tell the people, who, who are you and what do you do? What, what are you about? Uh, so I am what they call an editor. Usually they keep me locked up in a room, but yeah. today is my day. I get uh, to come out of my cage and present myself. That's very kind yeah. of the team to oh, yeah. take you out That's and lovely. show who you actually are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I make all the videos. Right. Scenes, yeah. I edit yeah. them. You can take all the credit. Absolutely. No. Everything from no. pre-production. No, I just do the post-production. Yeah, so. Fair enough. <coughs> Go on, Freddie. What, what was the first thing that got you into... <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing here, mate. I don't know either. It's the nerves. It's the nerves. It's the nerves, yeah. Okay, we're going to be completely honest here. We've this is been, our third take. We've been sitting here for about 10 minutes and we haven't stopped laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But we've been having a good time. Maybe we'll make a blooper reel out of it or something. But uh, it's, uh, I'm going to blame it on uh, Santi's new coffee machine. Yeah, so I've had three coffees and um, yeah. yeah, slightly alert. It's let's a say. blessing and a curse. Yeah, maybe if we can channel it correctly. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Should we get down to serious business? Yeah. So the question was, when did I start? Well, yeah, when did you, when did you start filmmaking? What what was the thing that? Brought you into this whole world. Yeah, no, so when I was 11 years, uh, 11 years old, we started making videos uh, with a <laughs> webcam. <laughs> and it was yeah. stop motion videos. Yeah. What, yeah. what kind of videos were we making? What, why, why, what got you into stop motion specifically? Um, well, so we were looking on YouTube and we saw these guys making really cool stop motion uh, videos there. Yeah. And uh, we just wanted to copy that and do the same thing. So what, what kind of stop motion videos were they um, making? So really just random ones, like we'd film our, our <laughs> sounds kind of funny, but our socks. Uh, socks? Yeah, yeah, like okay. we'd, we'd put, we'd, uh, we'd have this webcam and we'd put the webcam on the ground filming like socks and we'd make the socks move along and yeah, it was really uh, primitive. Um, all on Windows Movie Maker. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah. 99. Yeah, very good. Mm. So did you make a lot of these or is this just like a one-off video? No, we make? made... A series of them, uh, not just of the socks. We had a variety of, uh, <laughs> of uh, different videos. Um, but the socks were our most popular one. Yeah, so yeah. that's the one I mentioned. That one. You're, you're, what, is, so were you posting these on YouTube? Uh, yeah, but no one really, I mean, popular amongst the family. Uh, oh, okay. not, not popular on YouTube. I thought you were uh, going to say, oh yeah, I've had a viral video with a 10 million <laughs> views of socks running around our house or something. I mean, it had all the ingredients, but... Didn't no. quite take off. No, no. So you made a lot of these. Mm. Um, was that it? Did you just kind of like stop making videos for a uh, while? No, no. So I mean, that that kind of 
so I, I've found that I really had a passion for uh, the, well, that too. Uh, I love a good pair of socks. Um, but no, I, I have a passion or found out that I had a passion for the technical side of uh, filmmaking. Um, so, you know, setting up the camera, all the editing side and everything. I was, I was really into, into all of that. So then during these videos that you're making at 11, you're yeah, saying, yeah. 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 So I, I started like enjoying kind of, you know, putting all these effects on like the, the star transition in windows movie maker. Everybody remembers that. Uh, I don't think I never use movie maker. Really? Okay. Well, if you go on YouTube and uh, search uh, any video from 2008, yeah. it'll have one of those transitions in there. Um, and um, so, yeah, so then that translated into me buying a DSLR later on when I was about 15. And I used to make just really random videos. Uh, I didn't care so much about the filming. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but what I was really looking forward to was... And I'm sitting down on my computer and editing those the clips that I got. So, eleven to fifteen. Yeah, was there ever a gap that you'd stop making things, or no? You were just constantly making stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I was. Just, I filmed. I mean, there there were periods like a few months where I wouldn't film anything, but at yeah, least of course. in the it's pretty constant then. Yeah, yeah. And I never thought about it that way, but yeah. I guess. Bet- between the webcam and the the DSLR. Yeah. Was was there any upgrade or was it constant webcamming the whole way through? <laughs> well, uh, no. So the the webcam, uh, I mean, we upgraded webcams yeah. a few times. Yeah, and that's good. Um, but yeah, I had a a Sony flip camera thing. It was uh, it was it yeah. wasn't very good. Uh, a compact camera kind of thing. Yeah, kind of a holiday camera. Then my dad bought a holiday family digital camera and it had hd so that was the jump to hd uh um and then i jumped to dslr because there were people on youtube said buy dslr so that's what i did yeah and obviously for anyone who doesn't already know you're julian's younger brother but better but better of course of course (laughs) um (laughs) the 2.0 the 2.0 um so at this point, were you more into filmmaking than Julian, would you say? Because he, he, obviously in his podcast, he's told us that he got into it really at university. Yeah, so if I compare it to Julian, Julian, uh, he, I mean, he, he was more into art. He liked yeah. to draw a lot. He did his portraits, he, of course. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, ever since he was a kid, he drew uh, like paintings and stuff, but he started off drawing clowns. That's quite a strange yeah. thing to start off Which, painting. in fact, is a trait of a psychotic killer. Now we're going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we're not cutting that out. That's no. absolutely <laughs> uh, No, he's, he's not psychotic. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, no, so he was, he was really into his art and everything. And um, yeah, I guess he got interested much, much later on at university because he started making videos about his art at yes. university. And that's how, how he kind of started his, his thing, his video thing. So you were there first? He, he copied you? I mean, I'm not even going to go into that because everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I started first. Yeah. Okay, so w- did you graduate from stop motion films? Because you're saying that you obviously mm. you, 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 
I assume you have. I'm just kind of, like, what kind of things were you then making then? What, what do you mean? Did I like move on to from? Well, yeah, yeah I'm go Yeah, because obviously yeah. you know you bought your DSLR. Yeah, and yeah. You, you were doing all of that. Um, so yeah, so after the stop motion, I mean, we didn't only do stop motion with the with yeah. the webcam. We would do other random things, but they're just kind of experimenting with sound effects and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, so when I I guess I moved on, I would just film my friends doing just you know stuff random stuff hanging out or whatever they were really boring videos <laughs> um they weren't that entertaining and um and yeah just a lot of other videos just messing about with my stepbrother uh just kind of you know whenever we'd go somewhere i'd film it and just kind of make a, a montage of of what we did and and um yeah and and then i'd film friends at school uh just kind of doing yeah, yeah, just random, general really per just, personal yeah, projects. Just really random, yeah. Nothing videos. too serious. No. Yeah. Right, so at what point did it get a bit more serious for you then? Well, I always... When I was about, I think, maybe 18, sure. I thought maybe I can make this into a career, but I hadn't thought about it. I had never thought about it until then, that it could be a career. No one, No one had really told me that. I could make a career out of it. So I only thought about it when I was 18 when I moved to America. And so wait, before America, you were living in France, in right? In France, yeah. yeah. And then at 18? I moved to America. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so in America, this nightclub that I used to go to needed a video. And I told them that I liked filming and they said, yeah, sure. Well, why don't you make one for us? Okay. And uh, they didn't pay me anything. Yeah. But I saw an opportunity there. Yeah. Um, that I could film videos for people. What an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> and they all started from there. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, that was the first thing that kind of gave you a th thought that, okay, mm. something a bit interesting here could, yeah. could make a bit yeah. of a career out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Did, what, was there anything close to that or afterwards that started becoming a bit more serious or? Well, not really because uh, at the time I was 18 and I wasn't really interested in making money. I was more interested in going out and, and drinking fun. and having a you know, good time. Um, when it, I guess, really, really got serious, uh, when I was about 21, okay. I, went, I decided to go, no, 22, I decided to go back to college to do a uh, film degree. In America or UK? In the UK. So this, I came back to, yeah, it's a bit confusing. So I left the States when I was about 20, 21, and I came back to the UK to do, to study film at college. And that's okay. when I thought, this is definitely what I want to do. Um, and more specifically editing. I knew at that point that I wanted to get into editing. So what were you doing in America between that time? Uh, not much. Okay. Not much. I was supposed to be at university. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you would not find me there. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, not not a lot. Uh, so you're basically you're having a bit too much of a good time at the time. Yeah, yeah, we can say it like that. What were you meant to be studying at uni? General studies. So uh, it was just English, math, and yeah. Did you kind of just not feel very kind of inspired by anything at that time? And mm, I mean, I, I wasn't definitely. I was inspired by things. Okay. I just wasn't in a mindset that, oh, you know, this is what I want to do for work. I wasn't thinking about career inspiration. Yeah. I was just thinking about, you know, uh, stuff that inspired me at the time was very different 
to like what inspires me now. Like I'm more inspired to to you know do good at work and stuff yeah. different. But back then it was more like you know I would uh, I would watch YouTube videos and YouTubers and stuff like that making videos and that was very inspiring to me. So I was making kind of videos similar to to theirs, but. I wasn't inspired to, you know, make a career out of it, yeah. Yeah, because the other thing, as we know, you also were really into music production. Yeah. Was that yeah. it during time in, in America? Uh, no, so that that started when I was in France. I had oh, a... Oh, even f- yeah, four? Yeah, yeah. Okay. When I was... I mean, I, I, w- I learned how to play the guitar when I was about 12. Um, yeah. So I started kind of playing an instrument when I was around that age. Uh, and then when I was about 15, 16, I got into electronic music, uh, and I had a kind of an electronic duo going on with a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, we weren't very good, um, <laughs> but uh, we had a lot of fun kind of trying to make, make songs, electronic music, house music, stuff like that. But you did that for a fair while. Yeah, I, I mean, I it was kind of a, it was a hobby. It wasn't, it was just something I did for fun. It wasn't anything, I, I was never really really good at it but i disagree i've had a couple of your tunes (laughs) and i quite enjoy them (laughs) well but no what i I guess my point on there is is that like it's still kind of similar uh sort of genre as video editing it's like it's clear that you like creating stuff and yeah i like i like the technical sides of things so i like playing around with stuff uh, you know within a within a computer uh artistically uh so i'm not I'm, i'm i'm not no, that's not, not yep. artistically. It's not I think I, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's just like you like fiddling with stuff and making it look cool. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, just like I like I like the going to say knobs, and like you know the you know how do you say it the <laughs> tweaking. Uh, yeah, I like tweaking things. I like uh, you know the it's experimenting. Yeah, with. experimenting. Uh, like yeah, with with softwares and and stuff like that. Sure. So. Um, you moved back to the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, you got all these th- things that you're doing, and um, at what point did it, you start becoming a bit like more focused on it? Really? Yeah, when it really started getting a bit more serious is when I started doing some internships. Uh, yeah. In I did one for uh, well, not internships, work experience. Uh, yeah. I did one for uh, Twickenham Film Studios, and Twickenham. It's in the name. Was this was this <laughs> was this your idea to apply to these? Yeah, no, no. I went, I went. Um, well, the uh, at Twickenham, I was quite lucky because they they're quite they're uh, in demand. Okay. Um, and I asked. I live in that area. I applied for a job at a coffee shop next to the studio, and the owner of the coffee shop coffee shop saw that I was interested in film, and her daughter was. Um, Working at uh, Twickenham Film Studios at the time. So this is just by speaking. The yeah, yeah, the yeah, just, film. yeah, yeah. And so nice. she in, she introduced me to her daughter. And yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't necessarily like you started looking for jobs there. The no. Time. Well, I was looking for at the time. I was looking for a normal job so I could, you know, uh, make some money. Make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess at yeah. that time you still weren't hundred percent sure about what direction to really go in. Uh, no, right? I I I didn't know. I, I knew where I wanted to go. I didn't know how to get there. Yeah. Sure. I just, I didn't know, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to do. But I just didn't, didn't know so who you, to talk to. Okay. So yeah. at that time you've come back, you're working yeah. in a coffee shop. Um, 
when you say you knew what you wanted to do, were you like, I want to do video editing 100% or was it? Yeah, I knew I preferred video editing, but I didn't know for sure that, you know, video editing is, is what I really wanted to do. You wanted to do something in the film industry, in the film industry of yeah. some sort. Yeah. And uh, so I did that internship. At, Wait, at one, one second. Wait, are, you dig, <laughs> are you digging deep? I'm digging deep, okay. Fred. Um, so at what point, because as, as you said, like you're in America, you, was it in America? Like, what was the point where you were like, right, okay, I want to do this mm-hmm. as a career? Because obviously you're saying like, you, were, you were having a good time. You weren't taking things too seriously in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the point where you were like, right, okay. Like a hundred percent. I'm going to focus not, on not it. Not necessarily a hundred percent, but you're like, 99%. okay. You know, you just have that feeling inside yeah. of you that kind of switches and you're like, I need to sort myself out here. <clears throat> yeah, I think when I was went back to college and I st- and 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 in America. not not no 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 in 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 the UK when I went back yes. came back to study film at uh creative media studies at, but this uh, was after your internship no yeah okay but like when I was doing the internship I was like I want to work in film but I wasn't like I guess 100% sure that okay this is right for me I was just testing out the kind okay. of waters I got it kind of came about to you which is quite nice because mm. you spoke about it to people and you obviously had an interest in it mm. but as you say you didn't know that still it was 100% a career you could get into mm-hmm. so I assume you do this internship in the Twickenham thing what's sorry? it called the inter- sorry, internship <laughs> you do this internship and is it Twickenham Studios uh, yeah, Twickenham Studios. And then I guess you start to learn a bit more about how this can potentially uh, go So forward. surprisingly, I was really disappointed with, oh, I don't know if I want to say that actually, on with Twickenham Studios. I was a bit disappointed. Well, okay, no, actually, yeah, I can say it. Um, <laughs> at, at, at Twickenham Studios, the, the, it, it wasn't really for me because I was a runner yeah. uh, at the studio. And I, so I wasn't working with any film crew or anything. It was just the studio renting out spaces sure. for film people who who were doing stuff at the studio so what and when we say films what kind of films were they doing well uh, hollywood films yeah, uh, so yeah pretty, big, pretty pretty big big, big production yeah big production films yeah uh, i mean we'd, we'd see like you know celebrities coming coming in and out and it's pretty cool um but i didn't really i was just going around the studio and and it was more of a you know i was learning studio management which that's not what i wanted to do you know how to yeah set up an office for for a team or whatever this that was, that was not what i wanted to yeah do. i guess that, that, that wasn't something that inspired yeah. you at the time but i did get to talk to people who were in the film industry um and yeah it was interesting to what, what they had to say really okay so what kind of people did you speak to that kind of piqued your interest the costume designers were really funny. Um, really? Yeah, they, they were really out there. Was that um, more that you got on with them, not necessarily yeah. wanted their jobs or <laughs> no, what they were no, doing? No, they were just really nice people. Uh, no, yeah, so the, I guess on that, on, yeah, the guy that I was really, um, uh, that really made me curious about or kind of pursuing this as a career, I guess, was the sound, sound guy. Yeah. Um, again, I liked the technical side of things and I'd, I had made music before and so I chat, had a chat with the sound guy. It sounds very and technical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I make a joke there? I don't know what, what was, what I was talked to the sound guy. He's like, sounds technical. Oh, I'm, I'm very funny. I didn't even mean it. 
Um, yeah, so he he was um, he was the Foley guy. Sure. Do you know what Foley is? I do. Sound I do. design. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so he was talk, talking about his job, and I thought it was really cool what he did. And just you know, just, he just stands in a dark room all day and makes weird noises. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is something that I would like to do. Maybe I guess that's the f- first yeah. time you've seen anyone do any kind of real yeah. video editing of any sort. Yeah, sound editing or anything. Paid yeah, for it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that making but, a living out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. what was the transition from there to college. applying to college? college. And uh, so it. I was thinking, you know, I never. Uh, I didn't have a degree in anything. Sure. Um, so I felt a bit uh, naked in terms of that. Uh, so I thought it'd be a you know good idea if I had something. And now that I you know I kind of knew what I wanted to do, and I was trying to find the way to get to you know what I wanted to do. I just thought you know might as well go to college and and uh, yeah see what I can make of it. Is it was it media you went to study? Is that yep. what it was called? Yeah, well, media. Creative, creative media. So creative yeah, it media. was, it was uh, I mean, we did pretty much everything, camera work, video editing, sound editing, even design, uh, yeah, history of film as well. So yeah, anything to do with film, we studied. And actually. what did you take out of that, would you say? The, uh, the biggest takeaway from, uh, from, from there was um, that we had assignments uh, so we had to make videos for for class. Sure. And uh, when I made my my videos, first of all, I, I'd get really good uh, marks on it, grades or whatever. Uh, no big deal. No big deal. I mean, it's just <laughs> came naturally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was you know. Yeah, so I got really good marks on these films that I was making, which was you know it was really cool. You can get good marks, but the thing that kind of really made me. Uh, not doubt myself or stop doubting myself about what I wanted to do. Give you and, a bit of confidence. And yeah. And, and kind of cement me into like, okay, this is what I want to do is, uh, all the, the, the teachers there were, you know, saying that, uh, I was really good with a camera. I was really good at editing. Um, like there, my video editing teacher said that he was really impressed with, you know, everything. And, and, um, so yeah, and it was all the, and my family and, and friends, all the stuff that I made. So, so you're getting really a lot good. of encouragement, basically. Yeah, yeah, and so it was a real big uh, boost. How long was this course that you did? Two years. Two yeah. years? Yeah. Okay, so you, you did two years, you really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Did you really enjoy it? I don't know. I'll just put words uh, in my <laughs> So the filming, I would always get really stressed out Okay. a lot about, you know, have I got the settings right? Have I got the focus right? You know, and, and the pressure from, you know, the, the people you're filming for. Um, and it would always really stress me out. Uh, even when I was filming for myself, you know, if I would go on holiday and I would start filming stuff, I'd, I would think too much about the technical stuff. Because uh, I said I love technical stuff, but I guess when I'm editing... I can sit back and think about it and I'm not like, okay, I've got to get this shot because otherwise the sun's going to go or I'm with people and they want to leave and I'm holding them back and stuff like that. So I get that. So yeah, yeah. when you're shooting, you're very in the moment. There's yeah. time pressure. Whereas yeah. editing, it's, there is still some time pressure. It's but different. Yeah, but it's just you're, you're at home. Go make yourself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. 
um, and kind of chill out, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything else from college that you really started to understand about yourself or was it? I mean, it, it might sound really stupid, but uh, I always thought, so this is more of a creative challenge. This is not sure. really much to, I mean, I guess it has a bit to do with editing, but I never thought, I always thought that I didn't know how to draw. Sure. You know, you when you, some people, they, you look at them and like Julian, he's like, oh, he, he, he draws really well. Like he, ever since he was a kid, he, he drew like really yeah. well. Yeah. Clowns, as you said. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was a weird belief inside you. I've kind yeah, of had that before. Yeah, it's like so. I always thought like, okay, I can't draw, and and so in 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 an assignment we had, we had to draw uh, up some characters for like this um, uh, video game thing that we were making in Flash. Sure. So I had to draw up a character, and uh, the teacher gave us some helpful tools to to you know learn how to draw if you're not confident drawing. Um. And I drew a wizard and he was a really cool wizard. A and wizard was, Harry. <laughs> You're a wizard Harry. He was, uh, I can't remember what his name was, um, but something the blue, because he was blue. It wasn't Harry. It wasn't Harry. Oh, what a shame. He's a fake wizard. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Hogwarts cold, they want their letter back. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I, 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 I drew this wizard uh, and I was really proud of him because it was really well done. I mean, I was really, you know, happy with it. Yeah. And so then I was like, oh, I can draw. Okay. You know, if I put my mind to it and if I, you know, if I take enough time and be patient, I can. I can do it. So that was a creative step in my mind is that I always had these kind of mental blocks, you know, creatively like, oh, I can't do this because. So, but why can't you do it? You know, there's no... Why do you think you could do it in that moment then? Um, I didn't think I could do it. It just happened. What, drawing the wizard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it just happened. I just, I, I was just practicing and I didn't think I could. I had to do it for the assignment, so I didn't think I could. So you're saying previously... You, I thought I couldn't. You just didn't even bother trying to draw no. properly. Yeah, I would just draw smiley faces and that was about it. How do you... Has that like affected your life today in any way? Yeah, in a way, I mean, it's just going to sound silly, but uh, in a way it kind of removed a uh, small creative barrier that, you know, just because you think you can't do it doesn't mean you... Yeah, no, I I completely get what you're saying. And I'm just wondering, is there any like specific examples? Not, it's not creatively, but... When, so when I went to the States, I, I got a bit chubby. And so when I came yep. back, uh, I always wanted to lose off, lose a few pounds. Uh, and I always thought, no, I can't do it because I don't have the determination or the, you know. And That's what you used to think of yourself in the States, basically. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have any, like, you know. Um, Self-belief, I guess. Yeah. In that yeah. area. Sure. Yeah, in that area. So yeah. I can't do it because, you know, I'm, I'm too lazy or whatever. Or I'd try and I'd give it a go for like a week and then give up. But then I lost... I went on diets and stuff and started exercising regularly and then I lost uh, that weight. And that, yeah, was like, oh, this is something else I can do that I thought previously, like, oh, you can't do it because whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. No, it shows how uh, mindset is just... Yeah. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, and it has such a big influence. Did college help you at all in how to approach getting into the industry, really? 
You no, know, that wasn't the main a big takeaway for me. Um, I mean, we had days where people from that worked in the film industry came to the college and kind of explained how they got around and and stuff. So I guess, yeah. But I didn't. I didn't take. Uh, you know. You didn't, didn't. You weren't feeling confidently. Yeah. No. Uh, about finding a job. I mean, I was confident in my skills, but sure. I wasn't. I still didn't know how to how to kind of break in. Uh, the film industry so yeah. wh- what were your first moves yeah no i didn't do anything right okay for the f- i think first year after were you working at all nope i think well i think well you can talk <laughs> about like you, you had a, you had a period of anxiety yeah um as serve i <laughs> which we'll probably yeah. talk about more on my podcast but yeah. <laughs> we'll break that uh, that shell yeah mental, mental health is also yeah. very important yeah so i think yeah you had a period of anxiety yeah. and um i think that's mm. kind of yeah mental crisis mental crisis yeah. that was something you were struggling with yeah so i mean it was pretty rough um i didn't know um i just don't know how to talk about it um, yeah, no, but it's good. I think I think it's just good to talk about it and yeah. just be very like it's. I I don't see it. It shouldn't yeah. be a big deal. No, I mean it. It, it definitely is. I mean, it, it was a big deal for me, but it's not a big deal to yeah talk about it and be open about it. But yeah, of course. How, how do I describe my mindset at the time? Um, was, that's really difficult to explain. You know, because <laughs> um, it was full of uh, you know self doubt and. and uh, so so after uni base do you think it kind of you said you you know at uni you were getting a lot of feedback mm-hmm. and was encouraging mm-hmm. you had a lot of confidence mm-hmm. and then you came out and did it all just drop uh well no i had anxiety at, uh, when i was at college i mean i was you know super confident in my editing and all and all that but on a personal lifestyle level i was yeah my anxiety started around uh, around uh, yeah when i went to college um and it just got worse over time and i didn't really do anything about it for the first year or so i mean i went to see a therapist but i didn't do anything about it um i'd say that's something yeah no i mean <laughs> as in like the therapist gives you tools to handle it and i didn't oh, i wasn't using you, those tools what was your reason for that laziness because it was easier to just stay in bed and not do anything um really yeah um i think part laziness and i was scared as well um, because yeah. those tools were you have to do, you know, the thing that gives you anxiety. You have to confront it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's, I didn't want to do that. Who wants to do that? You know, who wants to put them in a position where they're going to be uncomfortable or scared or painful, you know? Well, I think the more you learn in life is yeah. that that's what you have to do that's to grow as a person. Do. Yeah, absolutely. And eat your beans, your green beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's healthy. You know, you've got to be healthy. So, okay. Um, well, so no, because green beans make you grow taller. Uh, and you said grow as a person. There you go. Okay, let's move on. Knowledge. <laughs> so you're saying at uni, you, you, you didn't really confront it. Um, so no. after, not uni, college, afterwards, did you... No. It, no. Did I confront it? No. Um, yeah, for the next year, I didn't do much. Uh, I was really... I mean, I was digging deeper yeah. uh, into an anxiety hole. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I spent most of my days in my bedroom not doing much. 
That's um, the problem, isn't it? It's like if you just leave it, it can it can very easily just get worse yeah, and worse. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't just go outside and do something, you know, uh, and confront anything. Were, were, you, were you literally stuck in your room? Yeah, pretty much for yeah, a good while. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. What was the thing fun. that kicked you out of it then? Um... Well, we'll start. Obviously, kicked you out of it might be a bit of a big term, but what was the thing that got you making your first steps forward? Well, I got a lot of support from my family, um, and I didn't want to let them down, um, which was a reason for me to, you know, I have to do something about it. Um, so that kind of pulled me out a little bit, and then I got a girlfriend, oh. and uh, and so smile just came on your face. <laughs> you said that, <laughs> and. Um, I didn't want to be the kind of boyfriend, you know, that didn't do anything or, you know, just stayed at home and did nothing. I didn't, I wanted to, you know, share things with her and, and do things with her and not be that guy that, you know, you hear about sometimes like, oh, you know, he does nothing. I have a question. Yeah. How do you get a girlfriend without getting out of your room? <laughs> Good looks and Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> but did that force you to get out of your room then, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the. So she had to go on a date. Yeah, the first. I mean, I, I told her about uh, my anxiety, and she was very understanding about it. And I told her, you know, like I'm not necessarily, you know, looking for anything, but you know, and, and all this is going on in my life, and um, she still wanted to meet up after I told her that. So I said, okay, let's do it. So, and shout out to Carolina. She's Portuguese. Portuguese Carolina, yeah, she, uh, so she's the one that got you out of your room. That's yep, awesome. Well, she, I told her this, and whenever I tell her this, she says, "No, I didn't do anything." But she doesn't know how much, you know, she did. Uh, well done, Carolina, she, smashing it. <laughs> <laughs> did you do anything more to kind of push forwards on the step? Did you start? To, were you still using a therapist at the time? Uh, yeah, so I had a therapist for about. So I stopped therapy and then went back into therapy uh, and yeah, I had a therapist for, I want to say five months or something like that, five, six months, uh, every Friday. Uh, and did you actually start doing what they told you to do basically? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, you know, well uh, <laughs> we do it in baby steps. So, you know, you yep. kind of first step is to go outside your room and go for a walk. Uh, second step is, you know. Stuff that makes you more and more anxious, essentially, um, and just confront it and keep a, a journal, diary type thing. And uh, yeah, I was doing all of those things. Um, and I was going out and being a bit more social. And Would you set yourself like small goals and you just kind of had to yeah, achieve Yeah, every, every week I'd have something to do um, with her. Uh, and that, I think that really helped. And then yeah. they just slowly grew. Mm. And I think that's the same with anything with the thing is for a lot of people like the anxiety. Well, you might feel at the time saying, oh, I can't leave my room might feel irrational for a lot of people. Mm. But in the same way, it's kind of like the same feeling almost of the things that terrify you now that are n normal fears. Yeah, more more rational fears or that seem rational. Seem rational. Yeah. So, if, I don't know, for yeah. example, for someone who wants to... Public speaking. Public speaking yeah. is a perfect example. A lot mm. of people get anxiety about that. Yeah. And it's the same way that mm. you have to confront those two things in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. But You just have to do it, confront it. But the difference yeah. is with 
you know, social anxiety or anything like that mm. is that if you want to lead a somewhat normal life, you yeah. actually have, have to, to confront do, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can <laughs> you can go, you know, throughout your life, like laugh throughout throughout your life throughout your life without uh, you know giving a speech in front of a crowd. That's uh, you know plausible. It's very easy to avoid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't live your life not you know being able to take a bus or go on the train or well it'd be very difficult to <laughs> yeah uh or like you know do any social interaction so yeah yeah so do you think you learned a lot from that whole experience you're just coming back to trying to have like a more normal life um yeah i mean it 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 it, it taught me that you know the more you do something the more you'll get used to it and it's not that scary in the end um and it, it taught me how to ride, as therapists like to say, the ride the wave of anxiety. You know how to. Yeah. Uh, you can't. You know you're not here there to defeat it. You're there to ride it. Um, so it taught me how to, how to go with the flow of things and just kind of you know accept it. Yeah, no, and not think about the past or the future and just kind of live in the now. Live in the now. Yeah. Be in that moment. Yeah. Amazing. Do you think you've managed to apply those techniques in your life today in other areas? Yeah, so, you know, when you have a job, uh, you know, you can get stressed out and, and uh, um, kind of meditating and, and just not thinking about, I mean, obviously you have to think about your deadline and stuff like that, but just kind of taking a breather and just being like, oh, it's going to be okay, uh, you know, stuff like that, yeah. Excellent. Um, we went on a fairly big tangent there, <laughs> but I think it's always, always important yeah. to talk about that. So, Carol, bringing back all the memories. <laughs> What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> uh, that's good. So, so, you started like building more self confidence. Carolina mm. got you out your room and you yeah. carried on building. At what point did you start thinking, like, okay, I need to start moving forward in my life again? Obviously, you were moving forward throughout this, but like you got to more of a state inverted commas. Uh, normal kind of life you're, you're acting yeah uh, so i was still i mean getting out of that kind of anxiety hole took a long while took around like two years i'd say to kind of you know to feel actually quite stable yeah normal uh because I, w I wasn't doing to be honest i wasn't doing much for for those two years um and uh i mean i had have jobs small jobs here and there and stuff but nothing too um notable um i think your main focus was just like sorting yourself out yeah sorting your head yeah, out really yeah yeah getting you know stuff sorted out in my head um but yeah i i was still kind of testing out the waters and you know i i, I still had quite a lot of self-doubt but I got a job at uh, as a kitchen porter in a in a pub, just down the road from your house. Yeah, yeah, and that was you know for me it was a test to see like, can I have a job? You know, can I as a human being, you know, have the mental capacity to hold down a, a job? Because I mean, anxiety makes you think these weird things. I know, mate. I've been yeah. there. I've been there. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Um, you know, can I, will I just, you know, have a job and just freak out or something? You know, I just, I needed to, uh, and so I, yeah, I started as a kitchen porter and that went great. And I 
kind of liked it. Sometimes. So was that, that was a big step for you then? Yeah. Yeah. Moving in. That was just like, was okay. Full, was it full time? Part time. Yeah. It how was, many, it was how many days were you doing a week? Three, four days, depending. But it was uh, a big move from not doing anything. From not, yeah, from just, you know, being on, in my room all day to actually doing some work. Um, and yeah, so that was really like, uh, it, 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 the job going really well kind of made me feel, okay, you can, you can have a job and you can, you can do, uh, gave you that confidence. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did that for a few months and during those few months I was working there, I started working for, uh, Terralon part-time as well, doing bits and pieces. So this is where Terralon started to grow a bit more yeah. and, how did that really come about with Julian? Did he offer it to you or like, what was the conversation like? So he never told me that, you know, he wanted me to work at Terralon. Okay. He, when I think about it now, he just kind of one day came into my room and said, Hey, do you want to edit this for us? Cause we don't have the time or something. Okay. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll edit it. Why not? Why not? Um, I remember what it was. It was the Queen Mary um, award ceremony videos, um, which are very laborious <laughs> videos. JK Queen Mary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, there, there. It's a very. It was a very big project. Um, so we had, there were a lot of videos to do, and I think they were, you know, either overwhelmed. Yeah, with the amount yeah. of work they had to do for it. And so Julian approached me and said, you know, because yeah, I had a lot of time on my hands out. Uh, and I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'll do, uh, I'll do that for you. And um, yeah, so I did that. And he, along the way, he told me a few things that, you know. Did he pay you for that first video? Yes, he did. Good. He did, he did I was just me. making yeah. sure. Cause I, was, I was just saying, Julian, that's harsh. But yeah, yeah. No, he, <laughs> Good job. He, gave, he gave me a nice bag of peanuts. Oh, uh, that's no, very he gave me He gave me a nice paycheck. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so I learned I learned a few things uh, doing that because he kind of told me how they edit videos at Terralon because I had my own way, sure. but Terralon had their own way, and you kind of have to follow a system when you're working for a company. Sure, editing videos, you can't just kind of, you know. Okay, so yeah, because I guess you were previously making a lot of fun videos yeah. again you kind of short films as well you know just maybe yeah. a little mad on the special effects like you do because it's your own yeah. creative style and yeah. that's what you enjoy. Yeah. Um, but when you go into uh, when you go into a more of a professional setting, yeah, you had to kind of learn what a more kind of corporate, if I'm going to put it in virtual yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. way to to edit videos was. Yeah, so yeah, Terralon, uh, you know, we we edit a lot of corporate things, so it's a completely different uh, way of editing. Uh, what what are the, what are you what are the main kind of differences? that you had to learn? What were like the main things that you learned? So, I mean, the first thing, the first thing that I had to learn was uh, a file, uh, a folder. Uh, file management? Folder management? Folder management, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you back, you back up these things on different hard drives and, and, and you have different people maybe want to access the project. So you have to have uh, a good folder management and, and uh really good uh, a really good structure so everybody else can can you know find their way if they need Easily, to look at yeah. it yeah you can't just have everything messily yeah no but organized but because you know it, that's the yeah. way it's meant to be so yeah so the first thing i guess yeah is organization just in general uh with editing um 
And then the second thing I had to learn was, you know, whenever I'd made films, I would experiment, I'd try out things, and that's all good. But when you're doing something corporate, you can experiment to a certain extent, but nothing too wild. Sure. So, you know, you're not going to try a color grade, a new color grade that's like, oh, it's really cool. Teal and orange, you're not going to put that on an interview or something. Like, yeah, it's stupid, but, you know, you can't, you can't really yeah. go f- all out on, on those kind of things. Yeah. So you kind of have to, you know, pull back a little bit. Pull back. Yeah. Were you still doing personal projects at this time then? Yeah, so since I was in my bedroom a lot, uh, I started doing, uh, you know, animation uh, with After Effects and and stop motion animation again and and just kind of smaller, yeah, but still related to film in some way. Yeah, so while you were basically, you know, stuck in your room, let's say, Mm -hmm. or even, even after you got the job, were you still making films throughout this whole time as well? I tried. Um, it was, you know, obviously difficult because... You weren't going out. Yeah, if you're not going out, you can't really meet anybody and you can't really do anything. Um, but yeah, no, I, I made, uh, you know, with college, I made a few things. And, but after uh, it, really? Yeah, after... I mean, I didn't really film much. Yeah, no, I wasn't really filming much. Or Is that where you were getting into more animations? Yeah, yeah, that's when I kind of I started tinkering with... Uh, I mean, I, I was always interested in, in the animation part as well. But I, I kind of focused more on it um, because I had time on my hands and I just thought might as well doing, do something and learn something. At least you were actually doing something and you had something to yeah. focus on. Yeah, yeah. Because as you say, like, it can spiral out of control very quickly. Mm. At least you had, I felt you were clinging on to some sort of purpose or something in yeah. a way yeah. that kept you uh, going. Afloat. Afloat yeah. from the sound <laughs> of things. No, that's really good. Yeah. So Julian offers you this first project and Mm. did that just slowly start happening a little bit more and more? Yeah, very slowly. Over the period, the period of um, a year, so from 2018 to 2019, he started giving more and more work uh, to do. And I think when I really started working a lot for Terralon is when we started doing the documentary for Ineos. Sure. Elliot Kipchoge. And so I think I was doing that and working at the pub at the same time. So I then quit the pub. So got, did it literally get to the point where you didn't have time? Yeah, well, it just got too tiring because I'd work at the pub from, you know, 10 a.m. to about one in the morning. I'd get yeah. home about two in the morning. Those are long shifts, 10, 10 to one. Well, you did a double shift. Uh, what was the break in the... Yeah, you'd, you'd have like an hour or two hour break in the middle and okay. go back to work. Uh, or yeah, or I'd start at like 3 p.m. and work until like 1 a.m. Mm. Uh, if it wasn't a double. But more often you do double shifts. Um, and um, and yeah, and then I was the next day editing with uh, with Julian or... So you'd be absolutely knackered. And I was pretty tired uh, a lot of the time. Uh, I, I am tired a lot still today. <laughs> Sleep's this very is, important. This is, I mean, this is what being an adult means. Well, I think I've is always... tiredness. <laughs> I've always needed a lot of sleep personally. Yeah. Yeah. Eight hours and hydration. Freddie doesn't fall asleep in the middle of team meetings. What? Um, that has <laughs> never happened. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was really um, struggling, you know, to find a balance between those two jobs. 
Um, so I just quit the pub and started working kind of part time or no, I was freelancing for, for Terra Long. Basically. Yeah. How, how um, many days a week were you really doing for Terra Long? Uh, at the beginning, maybe two, and then it progressed onto three and then four. When you quit? Was it the pub? Yeah. Yeah. Three, four, three, four days for Terra Long. Did you ever think about, because obviously you were, you were freelancing for Terra Long at the time and you mm. weren't a full time employee. Mm. Did you ever consider trying to like reach out to anyone else to see if you could like add more work or did it already feel like the work you were doing for Terralon was too much? Uh, yeah, no, I, I did want to do more work. So I'd go on websites like uh, Fiverr. Fiverr, Upwork. Uh, Upwork and yeah, all those websites and, and try and- try Online and freelancing websites basically. Yeah, and try and for, find, find more work um, because I was still like, you know, really scared to go out and talk to anybody about, you know, working for them. Um, was that from an anxiety yeah. point of view? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so this is still, you know, quite a big step. Mm. Even though you had all that confidence from the pub, you, yeah. you said, what, why was that not enough to get you to reach out? Is it because it's... Because it's something I want to do. Because it was something that I wanted to do or I want to do. Uh, I can't, you know, you have this pressure of you, you can't mess it up. Uh, and, you know, you, you, it puts that extra weight on your on your shoulders and you want to do good and, and do well. And uh, it's yeah. that fear of rejection. Yeah. Of I've I've definitely felt that in the past. Yeah. It's um, this podcast is about me, not you, Sand. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize. I do apologize. Sorry, Freddie. <laughs> I thought this was me time. Yeah, it is no. you time. Right. Back to I'm you, Freddie. No, no, no. We can talk about you, Santi. No, no. Was, How did that, that make you feel? Um, well, I just said I felt like you at the time. Oh. So I felt like you as well. Yeah, good. Okay. I'm glad we're, we're both on the same connection. I'm glad we're both on the same page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you, you were basically too, too afraid to reach out. Yeah. Is that something you'd still... Obviously, now you're at full-time at Terralon, so yeah. that's not something you have to deal with. Yeah. But do you think today that would still be something you'd struggle with? It would be a challenge, absolutely. That was the, I, th I guess, the most uh, nerve-wracking thing for me, or the thing that gives me the most anxiety is, yeah, asking to work for people, uh, going to job interviews and stuff like that. Okay, fair enough. Um, so that is, yeah, uh, still something that I struggle with, or I would struggle with if I needed to. Um, but yeah. Okay, these jobs kept on coming in. Mm -hmm. Ineos kind of grew mm -hmm. and I guess that's kind of at the point where I joined yep. part time Yeah, and then recently we both went full time mm -hmm. and that kind of nice one, nice job Freddie yeah. little, smashed it, little do they know our secrets what are our secrets, I'm not <laughs> sure what secrets you're on about oh dear oh dear yeah <laughs> I think that basically rounds us up to today. Yeah. We're all caught up on your uh, life, Freddie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't make any editing puns. No. no. Do you want to share some now? Yeah. Go on. Do you want to ask me why I decided to become an, an editor? An editor. Was this something you planned? Yes. But I'd never had the choice because I was a bit nervous and then I forgot uh, and then I got pressure and, you know. Okay, right, we're going to do this. Yeah. Freddie, so um, what made you want to become an editor? Well... To cut a long story short. Oh dear. This is actually No, you're so happy with that one. You've you've told me uh, just so everyone knows, Freddie 
constantly makes terrible puns 24-7 in the office. And it is I a struggle. Good. I think they're pretty good. Well, yeah, just like that. That actually reminds me of like, when you asked me the question about like, you know, did I go for any jobs? I actually did go for a job interview. Oh, back uh, onto serious for, topics. Like, Here we go. Thing, yeah. But I didn't make the cut. I re- oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, you so got me on that one. Ooh. You so got me. Did you actually do that? Or you, you... No, 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 it was just for the pun. Do <sighs> <laughs> yeah. you... Do you people out there understand what I have to deal with? What do you mean by you people? I don't know. Anyone Are you calling our audience? <laughs> you people. <laughs> do you, would you say that's disrespectful? I think so. Okay. <laughs> right. I don't know. Is there like a kind of dream project if there was no like restrictions or anything that you would want to work on? A dream project. If there, if there was like some ideal thing that you would want to create or like be a part of. Um, I think about that quite a lot actually, and it changes quite often uh, because I always get into these, you know, I always get these ideas of stuff that I really want to do mm. and projects that I want to do. Um, at the moment, it's uh, animation. I'm really into animation. Yeah. Um, so I'd really love to work with a team of animators uh just learning from them you know how they how they do these that's things. that's just to like learn yeah because obviously yeah. you're now um well we bought a course for you well i didn't personally i'm gonna <laughs> say we it sounds said better. It, said we it. at terralon yeah. <laughs> bought an animation course for you as mm-hmm. you want to like develop your skills yeah um animating skills because it's quite useful to for as an editor, you have to make yourself, you know, indispensable for companies. Uh, and a lot of people can edit and know how to edit. But if you know how to animate as well and use After Effects and all these different tools, then yeah. it makes you a bit more indispensable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, definitely, because I know that, like, for myself, After Effects is something that I kind of look at and go, like, not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it can be quite complicated, um, but... But yeah, if, if it's something, especially if you enjoy it, it's, mm. I mean, it's great, great to add to the toolkit. Yeah. Um, but in terms of a project, maybe is it a particular kind of animation that you'd want to do, or um, what would you, what would you really like? More specifically, yeah, I'm really into logo animations, so logo intros and stuff like that. Which is what specifically the course you're doing. Is yeah, it's more specifically the course that I'm enrolled in. And, yeah. Uh, Logo animation, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I'd love to kind of just, you know, yeah, work on a project with where they required a creative logo animation. Okay, so it's not necessarily like... When I when I when I was trying to ask that question, mm. I don't know, I guess it's different. So, like, if I was asking, like, a filmmaker that question, it'd mm. probably be like, I don't know... For me personally, it'd be like something, I don't know, being on top of a mountain, mm. some sort of like documentary style with like traveling, mountains, mm. hiking, mm. that kind of stuff, where it's a bit different when you're editing maybe, or is there some kind of genre or thing that you particularly enjoy? Editing. Yeah, or that, you know, um, that would be your like dream thing to edit. So, yeah, I like, I would love to edit wildlife documentary. Really? Yeah. Nice. It would be interesting, I think, um, because I think it'd be really challenging uh, in terms of like, how do you pace 
a wildlife documentary in terms of the edit. So what, like a Nat yeah. Geo kind of? Yeah, yeah. How do you, you know, keep people interested? You know, how do you, how do you, when do you cut? At what point do you cut? Because, you know, animals are, you know, I'm used to cutting, <laughs> cutting humans. Um, <laughs> I'm used to, you know. That kind of storyline. Yeah. Uh, but with animals, you know, how do you, how do you construct, construct a, construct a story around them? Yeah, you know, so that's and make more, it interesting. So that's more from like a challenge point of view. Yeah, but it will also be quite cool. Quite cool. So it'd be a project I would like to, because it's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any particular kind of animals that you'd like to sloth? Really? Oh yeah. I'd yeah. Like, to yeah. Edit a sloth. like I mean, that, would, that would be even more challenging. Yeah, that's what I was about a, to say. How do you make a sloth interesting? But they are quite interesting and cute. Yeah. Like the whole David Attenborough things, I know they they definitely yeah. do that very well. Like the story, like the little micro narratives that happen. Yeah, yeah. I think them. we would have have to have a good narrator. I think if uh, we were to do a sloth, do you think you you'd be good at that, Freddie? Narrating for a sloth. Go on, give us your sloth narration voice. Good <laughs> 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 quality. <laughs> wow. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And the sloth moved on. Yeah, that was pretty good. Peacefully. Yeah, I think you'd do it. Okay. Uh, it's especially with these mics, it makes your voice sound yeah, no, so nice. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. How would you attack the edit? How would you approach it? If um as as a challenge, like to create that kind of story? To be honest, that would all depend on I think, you know, what, what footage I'm working with. Sure. You know, I guess so. Like with 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 uh, with the sloth, I wouldn't mind making it quite a slow paced edit. So like making the shots like last quite a while, um, and just kind of looking at the sloth being lazy <laughs> sloth, you know, um, and just having a voiceover. So it'd be quite an easy edit, uh, yeah. I guess. Um, but you could also overcomplicate it. And think, oh, I need to make this really interesting, but you don't. You just let the sloth be, you know. Let the sloth be. Let it be chill. Yeah, let it be chill, and let the edit be chill as well, kind of to reflect this sloth's character. What do you think are some of the toughest challenges you've had to go through whilst learning editing, or like becoming a video editor? Keeping track, I think, of everything. Everything. Yeah, so, you know, editing, you have to talk to clients a lot. And you have to keep track of, you know, what they've said, what they want. Uh, you have to keep track of how many edits you've made. You have to keep track of just a variety of different things. Um, so, yeah, keeping track. And how do you approach keeping track then? Writing them down, uh, having a note system, Um no. So what, like a notepad, or you use online tools? We have Trello. We have Trello. Is yeah. that what you actually? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trello. I I use Trello for, and I use written things and written but mainly like, Trello. Yeah, we. I mean Trello for the projects, but then if it's smaller reminders, I'll use a my notepad uh, to keep track. Uh, and you know, every day I look at my emails and and uh, go back in the history of emails, and so yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of keeping track of stuff. That that's clearly something to do with clients and stuff that you, mm. you find challenging. Is there anything in terms of actually like 
workflow of the actual editing or maybe something that you worked out as you know doing a long period of time which is quite a big breakthrough which made your edits a lot better okay yeah uh so guy told me once that i hold held on for shot on shots for too long when there was nothing of interest and i never really thought about oh why am i holding on to this shot for so long and there's nothing on the screen that's really adds anything to the story so that tip really um that was really satisfying to say tip (laughs) uh that really helped me trim a lot of the fat on my off of my edits that you know didn't need to be um and because we we work you know for a lot of corporate we do a lot of corporate videos and we do a lot of you know social media videos we don't need any of that fat um so yeah that that just small small tip made a huge difference so how long would you say like a good amount of time for a shot for like just a standard shot we're not talking about sloths here yeah no there's not a sloth shot um how because obviously i guess it depends on the kind of video yeah that yeah that really depends on the video but you know if it's a kind of like a one minute video for like an event or something and a lot of stuff happened during that event and you have a lot of footage of that event i mean usually i go along with the music but i do uh one beat one shot okay or one beat two shots okay so sometimes you so have sometimes it's even faster or two beats one shot um so it kind of plays along with 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 the song as a general rule of thumb yeah i never usually leave it any longer than unless something really interesting is happening on the screen and you want it and the client wants it and but yeah if it's a quick edit like that i'll do you know change them quite quickly and we think that oh it's too fast while you're editing it but when you rewatch it's like okay actually i got you know you catch glimpses of it and you kind of your brain can register um, I mean, it's more difficult if you do that with wide shots where there's a lot of information and you have to leave it on for a bit longer. So that will be the two beat. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Or like if it's close ups and it's someone's face that's, you know, in the crowd and you're focusing on someone's face, but they're not someone super important. You just want to show that there was someone there just to. So I would put like a sequence of, you know, half beat shots of like stuff like that. That's quite interesting yeah. little tip there, Freddie. Yeah. So for stuff that, I mean, when you say it, it sounds very obvious, mm. but for stuff that has a lot of information, you can leave it a little bit, little bit longer. Yeah. Stuff that, like tighter shots, which is very obvious, mm. but those are the stuff that you can like beat through quickly. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like I've learned something there. What's your workflow generally from start to finish on a video? On like trying to be mm. as efficient as possible. So, from the point that I get the footage, yes. I have a software that creates a folder hierarchy for me. So, I don't have to go create folders and folders and subfolders and subfolders. So, it's all done automatically. Do you want to say what it's called? I don't know if I want to give all my secrets away, though. There might be an affiliate link in the description. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Post Haste. Um, and you basically create a template of folders and then you can just kind of press a button and it just does everything for you. 
Uh, and that's also really useful because we keep a backup of all of our footage. And so having a folder hierarchy for all of that is just easier to then find the footage and, and whatnot. Uh, so then I put all the footage into, you know, all the the stuff that I need. So the the, the footage, the the logos, the you know, introduction, music, yeah, sound effects. Music, sound effects. Well, actually, yeah, I have to look for music as well. So I get all the footage and then I try and figure out what kind of edit it's going to be. Uh, and so I like to pick a song before I start usually editing. Really? Yeah. I, I usually um, do the opposite. Person. Really? Oh, okay. I just like to have it while I'm looking at the footage, you know, going over the footage, I like to know what song I'm going to use for it. So I have like ideas of already how I'm going to, um, you know, put it together. Sure. So yeah, I look for a song and then I'll review all the footage. I'll just quickly at a glance go through if it's time sensitive. um, I'll quickly go through it in the, you know, uh, on the um, projects panel uh, and just quickly kind of, at a glance, just go go through all of those, and then if it's not time sensitive, I'll actually um, put them in the timeline. And Everything, kinda, yeah, and then uh, just kind of go through and like delete stuff that wasn't like mistakes and whatever, yeah. and stuff that I want, and uh, yeah. Just putting it into the timeline actually make it a lot longer to do generally. Uh, yeah, because you're, I mean. If you have more time, you can go over the footage more and see like if there was a better shot or something. So yeah, it just takes a longer, longer time, but you get better Result. shots and better results. Yeah, from it really? if you do it that way. Uh, I mean, you, you can still get good results by looking at it um, in yeah. the projects panel. Then I push a button and then it's all done. It's all edited there. No, uh, see, so yeah, I, uh, I mean, it depends on, on you know, the project and what, what kind of video we're making. If it's yeah. an interview... Um, I mean, are we going into specifics? Oh, it depends. If you fancy yeah, so it, I mean, each kind of if it's like an interview video, it'll be different because I'll have the interviews. So I have to look at the interviews and cut those up, and then put them on the timeline, put the B-roll over, and then put some background music on, and then yeah, it can be quite fast. If it's an event video with no interviews, then that can take a while because. It has to be fast cuts of sure. shots. So you have to choose a lot of shots and, you know, you want to choose all the shots you want in there. You want to be good shots or effective shots because you want, you know, maybe branding and stuff like that in them. So Nice. Yeah. So then you do all of that. But the music, you color grading effects and all that at the very end. Um, do you usually use a lot? For color, yeah, grading. uh, yeah, uh, usually because we don't have time to mess about with color grading or finding, you know, a color like very grade. specific color grades, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't have time because we pump out that. I mean, I, I do uh, color uh, correct, yeah, then just throw a LUT over, yeah, uh, and the core LUTs and that usually gives very good results. What kind of LUTs are they? Uh, so they are LUTs for the A7, he made them for the A7S, they're Velocore. And Velocore. Yeah. Um, and well, I don't know if you made them for the A7S. You made them for the Sony A series, I think. Uh, and they're just really good, really effective. And Excellent. they look good on, yeah. Do, do you have like certain goals or certain lifestyle that you want to aspire to having? Or, yeah. What, so in terms of goals. What do you want out of life, Freddie? <laughs> in terms of like, you know, more immediate goals, uh, you know, I want to grow with Terralon. I want to see, you know, Terralon become something, you know, bigger, like a hub 
uh, for filmmakers and and editors and and you know I, I want I want this to grow. Yeah. Um, now, what I want out of life, um, I just want to be successful enough to give my dog the garden he deserves. <laughs> and I'm not joking. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't want a big house. I don't want, you know, I just want a big garden and full of dogs. That is amazing. Yeah. I love that. That's all I want. <laughs> Literally, it's just the garden. So <laughs> how, how many dogs do you want? Um, <laughs> depends on how much I'm allowed. <laughs> By who? Carolina? Uh, <laughs> well, theory. I mean, she, she would probably want more than, than me. Yeah, but, that's what I was um, thinking. Uh, I'd say a good number would be like three. Three yeah. dogs, yeah. Would you look yeah. after them all the time or would you have a... Um, I mean, I'd try. I mean, if I have dogs, I would I would try and yeah, take care of them all the time. Is this something when you're retired, you can just spend all your time with your dogs in your garden? This makes me sad. <laughs> Think about <laughs> retirement. I can only... Have, no, I don't know. How old are you? You're 26, aren't you? 25. 25. 26 in a month. Yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, me too. What would you say makes you feel most inspired or really gets you into like a creative flow or like what kind of things or who who inspires you i think that's two different questions isn't it yeah <laughs> what inspires me and who firstly inspires me? i'm going to say what inspires what you? gets me inspired what gets you what gets you revved up friends i think friends that are in the film industry and uh you know when i see them doing something really cool it inspires me to do something really cool as well uh more so than anybody you know any kind of personality or you know, someone who i know and does something cool is like that's inspiring and i want to do yeah something like that that shows a lot about surrounding yourself with people that yeah do things that you want to do yeah. is there anyone in particular you want to shout out <laughs> um you don't want to shout out your brother do you <laughs> or i can shout out my brother he's doing all right uh <laughs> no i think yeah julian and guy you know um, I think when they started doing their Terralon thing, uh, I was inspired to do better because they were doing these amazing videos. Or I thought they were amazing. They might have been bad, but I thought they were really good. Um, and yeah, and so I think in, it was part jealousy because I was like, I want to do, you know, this is really cool. cool and I'm not doing this cool. But it was also motivating and inspiring that it's like, okay, I want to do like them. I want to do, you know, be as good as them and stuff like that. And now you're yeah. you're right in the meat of it. Yeah. Is there is there anyone else in particular or other friends? Uh, you have yeah, or? a friend of mine called Dan Yule, Daniel. Uh, he um, he recently made a, a short film series, and I just think it's cool the way he he had to get funding for the short film and stuff like that. And I just thought it was you know the whole project was cool. The short film's not out. I haven't seen it yet, but I thought that the the fact that he was reaching out to people and asking for funding, and I think he got all the funding he needed for the project, uh, and I thought that was very inspiring. From those two examples you gave mm. me, what it kind of shows is that you're inspired by people who are kind of going out there and actually trying to create something for themselves. Yeah. Does that make you ever want to do something for yourself? like create a certain project or for myself yeah no yeah. absolutely there are i mean i've always you know been passionate about making short films and stuff like that um yeah short films is something that uh i wouldn't like to do for myself is this stuff that you would film yourself or get someone else to film? no 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 no. i would do the filming or I'd, yeah you know i wouldn't 
it would be it would have to be the most relaxed environment <laughs> filming environment um because Good luck. <laughs> thank you um because if i you know started filming and get really stressed out i would lose you know the passion for it and it's just something that i just want to do laid back you know just like chilled out what kind of short films um i like suspense yeah so i like making like really short films like i'm talking like maybe three minutes uh short films uh short attention span films uh i really like suspense uh kind of like indie horror type thing have you made quite a few of these in the past yeah i made a few made a few yeah what would make you go out there and do it again yeah time time yeah if and and just I'm uh, tired a lot. <laughs> so uh, if I can find a way to uh, wake up. What about a weekend project? Yeah, could be. Maybe. Is Maybe. this a therapy session? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just, could be. Could um, be. Yeah, no, it would be. Um, it's just at the moment I'm trying to figure out how to balance full-time work um, with you know other things. I don't have a lot of time to myself and I have a beautiful girlfriend to uh to uh, take care of what take care of to uh you know have i don't know how to say it. <laughs> to know. spend time with to, yeah <laughs> to pay attention to that, that was so easily said uh yes yeah, so i have a you know girlfriend to have to i have to spend time with that i enjoy paying attention <laughs> to and having a wonderful time with freddie yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. So you know, I have personal life stuff to 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 do, and I guess it's all about it's all about priorities and yeah. what's important for you yeah, at certain balancing. stages of your life and figuring stuff out. Everyone is you know? awesome. Yeah, always lovely night to end on. TED Talk over. Thank you for coming. So this is now the next part of uh, <coughs> this podcast. Mm-hmm. Now we asked right just before we started filming uh, on Instagram if anyone had any questions. So. We'll see if anyone's actually asked a question in the last hour or so. We've recorded this. Hopefully I don't butcher any Instagram handles anymore. King Legend. <laughs> King Legend, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I do apologise, but anyway. Thank you, King Legend, for your previous questions. Oh, I'm, I'm struggling with too, too many bits here. Marie-Louise Darden. Yes, that's my stepsister. Ah. Very she, well said, by the way. You thank you. Well, her question is, do you like your sister? <laughs> yes, I love my sister. Very good. Well answered. All right. <laughs> be awkward if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, shit. I really wish you didn't answer that question. Okay. So, Fine Scarlet asked, who is your favorite podcaster? At David Brick is mine. That's what she says. Who's my favorite podcaster? Yes. I don't think I have one, but if sean evans okay from hot ones he might have one that is his podcast it's not a podcast hot ones is a podcast it's an interview it's a podcast mate it's an interview slash it's not it's not live or anything this is an interview this isn't live it's a podcast no it's it's are you joking no no (laughs) he's even said it on a podcast that it's not a podcast (laughs) he was on a podcast with uh can't remember his name uh 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 franco whatever Okay. Um, <laughs> that it was like it wasn't really a podcast; it was more of an interview type thing. Okay, I'll allow it. But anyway, so yeah, Sean Evans. So you're podcast. you're now saying that you're something's not a podcast. Your favorite podcast? So you've just no. Done, but if you done yourself a, in on if, that if, one, haven't you? If he had a podcast, that's what I said. 
Okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow <laughs> it. Flame haired lady. Yep. I know who that is. Good. Says, <laughs> what's the color of your mankini, Freddie? Have you ever worn a mankini? I don't know the relevance to this question. That's for me to know and you to find out. Are you just going to leave that? Yep. As it is. Yep. I'm sorry. We can't get any more detail. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on here. Do you watch other editors work to get inspiration? I mean, I do watch like a lot of editing YouTube channels and people like talking about how to, you know, uh, who, who work, uh, you know, tips and tricks for editing stuff, I guess maybe. Um, but n- no, I don't really, I mean, literally I don't watch other editors work, but I guess uh, I, you know, watch editing stuff. Yeah. Is there any people you particularly want to shout out that have helped you? This guy edits on YouTube. Yeah. He's quite good. Uh, and then uh, Tip Tuts for After Effects. Okay. He's quite good. Very uh, good. Yeah. Awesome. Who's that question by? Who, who's it from? Flame Head Lady. If, I thought it was my mankini. Well, she gave us another one. Oh, right. Okay. Two and one. Sorry. Yeah, that was by the Flame Head Lady as well. Okay. Maggie 1008 yeah. says, do you find it easy to work during the day or the night? Uh... At night, because I feel like I'm more productive at night for whatever reason. And during the day, I am tired. So, yeah, at night. But at night, you don't get tired. Is that how it works? No, I do get tired, but I just feel more productive. Like, if I want to work, my brain feels more wired. Um, I, I found that, is that yeah. um, you get more into the flow of things. Like, yeah. late at night, and you're just yeah. in your zone. You just, like, can do it. Even though yeah. we work here during the day. But, hey. <laughs> we should work here at night. So Maggie's asked another one. She says, if you were a dog, which breed would you be? Um, golden Retriever, 100%. Anything particular that you love about Golden Retrievers compared to other dogs? Um, they don't suck. <laughs> you you slating every other dog? No, they, they're fine. Yeah, golden Retrievers are better. Okay. I'll leave it at that. She's got another question about dogs. Mm. Maggie's on it. Keep them coming. I assume it's probably the same, but which dog's the most phot- photogenic? Golden Retriever. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that. Julian Wake. Big up, Julian. He's mm. your favourite brother. Wait, what did he say in his podcast? Because I asked the same question. Have you not listened to his podcast yet? I didn't know it was out. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's been out for a little while now. Really? Actually, it was out till Saturday I released it. Oh, that's not that long. You didn't, okay. you didn't say anything. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh... Who is my favorite brother? Yes. The one I never had. Brutal. He, <laughs> I'm he, he was actually quite nice to you. Uh, was he? Oh. We can, we can uh, move on from that oh, question. I, I thought he was going to be really mean, so I was like, I'm going to like, you know, go right back at it with, uh, with uh, <laughs> a chicken wing. Tom Joy, he says, I want dirt on Julian. Horrible dirt, dirty dirt. PG friendly, please. PG friendly. Okay. If you want dirt... On Julian, why don't you go throw some on him? <laughs> I thought that deserved that no, one. No. Oh dear. Right, anyway. Um, go on, I'm sure you've got dirt. like a childhood story, which is quite funny. I don't know, like he used to wet his bed or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any dirt on my brother. I'm sorry, Tom. He's too clean. He's too clean. Yeah. Have you seen his hands? <laughs> clean. Guy. Fee mm. Alice. Yes. What's it like working with your brother? Um, 
I didn't know God considered me as a brother. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's chill yeah, as long as you know where the boundaries are and you know how you uh, don't take the the Mickey. Yeah, um, I think you'll you'll be all right. You know, you just have to kind of set it as. I mean, of course, it's a bit more relaxed because you know he's my brother, and but as long as you um, you know where you stand and you know where the where he stands where the line is yeah so you do your best not to cross that line well done exactly very professional freddy uh so miss c nevis i'm assuming that's carolina don't know who that is (laughs) what was the first video you ever edited so we know that was your uh stop motion video yeah yeah i think she's got a couple um she also asks how does music affect an edit and is it you or your clients that pick songs? Oh, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. So yeah, music, uh, I mean, obviously um, makes an edit completely different depending on the song that you choose. Because I, if you cut your edit to the beat, it'll change the flow. Uh, it'll make it slower or faster. Um, and also the emotion in the song uh you know completely change so it could go from sad to happy to whatever emotion you can think of anger so i pick the songs normally usually yeah 99 percent of the time i pick the songs but they can say they don't like the songs i have to pick another one but yeah i usually generally yeah yeah you get trusted yeah Yeah. okay because i mean I, i guess they don't see the song as this super important thing just as long as it fits the edit it's fine Sure. And now we've got Dan Vernon's photo, which is inappropriate. So I think that's it for the end of the Instagram questions. We we actually got a fair amount. Um, uh, Thank you, everyone, for sending them in. Thank you. Thank you, Carolina. Thank you. Yeah. Smashed it. Thank you, flaming red-haired lady. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Oh dear. <laughs> when you run out of stuff to say that, yep thank you oh i think thank i'm you. tired i'm tired just, it's, it's late your, it's late. your coffee is crashing right now yeah it? it seriously is like at the beginning of this podcast i was like through the roof <laughs> and you're, you're on a proper no, down now <laughs> no but uh, i think we've we've had a, a really solid chat uh thank you freddie for being so open and giving us such good content you're welcome. That's right. No, I, I've I really enjoyed this chat, and I think, Me too. yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we did this. Can I leave now? Not yet. Oh, nearly, okay. nearly. Um, I want to say thank you, everyone, for listening, and I hope you enjoyed Freddie's wonderful story, and uh, you know, every, everything, all all his beautiful words. Stop! What are you pressing? <laughs> I don't know what you're up <laughs> to. The applause. Go. Which one is it? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, <clears throat> so subscribe <laughs> <laughs> please subscribe we need subscribers it would be really nice if you did that um, <laughs> also yeah we've got a couple more podcasts coming up um, apparently I'm getting interviewed by Julian and Guy tomorrow but the edit I mean yeah. we'll release them a bit more slowly and then we've also got Phil Ants Friday I think mm. but, um, it's going to be interesting but yeah we'll probably Take a bit of time to edit those mm. um, as we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, 
Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. We'd also really appreciate that. Yeah. And I think we're done here. Awesome. See you later. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, Santi. Au revoir. Thank you, YouTube and the world. Uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Yeah. Did I say subscribe? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm out of here. Bye. Is this or am I pretending? That was poetry, huh?